Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 663 for the week of February 4th, 2023. I'm Chris Privetier bringing you this week's biggest show about news and um, the crossover of Final Fantasy with. <laughs> what's his name? Um, uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, from Whiplash. <laughs> uh, we're checking out what JatGPT can do for um, RPG backtrack scripts in the future. And uh, there's promise, I would say, um, though it needs a little work. <laughs> The, the Gilligan one was great. Um, the Whiplash one, not so much. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not expecting it to write my skits for me. I just want it to give me ideas. <laughs> uh, the only idea that the uh, Whiplash one gave me was, yeah, this sounds like erotic fan fiction, not funny. Yeah, Squall, okay. and, uh, Squall and Terrence, uh, what's his name, Fisher? What? Fletcher. Fletcher. They were... um. They were really enjoying the drums together. Yeah, just a little bit. A little too much. The, the, the Gilligan's Island one was wholesome. Ad- Adol Christian and Gilligan found I uh, Island artifacts and went on an adventure. Mm-hmm. They, it knew that Adol, who I didn't tell it what game it was from, but it knew that Adol searches for artifacts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, all right, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I did um, have to tell tell the chatbot that Adol crashes the ship. Um, yeah, yeah. But other than that, pretty good. Uh, uh, ChatGPT is a fun toy. Uh, I'm not worried about it replacing my copywriting job just yet. Yeah, give it another year. <laughs> Joining us um, this week, we've got Ryan Costa, hello, aka Dalendar. And of course, Kelly Ryan, aka Red Rock nine six three three one two one three eight four six two nine. I don't have that many numbers. You have numbers though. Uh, nine six three was my old radio station signal. Oh, uh, ninety six point three FM, the yeah. Red Rock. It was uh, no, well, no, it was classic <laughs> rock. But... It should be the Red Rock. <laughs> that should that's an interesting question of the week how did you get your internet handle mm, i um, went for sobbing but they ran they it was taken so i added a thousand one to the end then i got sobbing one thousand one <laughs> then many years later i was playing an mmo and i that name didn't feel like it was fit in the world so i made up nabuo i wanted to just name myself after nabuo uematsu and that name was taken, so I changed the first O to a U, and now I'm Nubuo, which got shortened to Nub, and now I'm just a Nub on the internet. And yeah. I, oh, God. I created mine based off of uh, two characters I enjoyed from fiction, one being from the Dragonlance book series, the other from uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie. Combined oh, gosh. Them <laughs> no, not the like, first Dungeons and Dragons movie, No. The name was good, not the movie, because I like Damodar. Damodar was a fun name. So I combined I... that with Dalimar from uh, Dragon Quest, uh, sorry, Dragonlance. And well, got didn't Dalimar. you make up a character that's now in the Stormlight archives? Or is that different? I've used Dalimar for a few things. I've also found out since that two of the oh, names they created in... are actually villages or towns in uh russia and afghanistan like Dalandar is the name of a city in afghanistan i'm like well all right then i had i confused your name with dalinar that's the character in that book how did you get your internet handle that's a good 
question. Um, the, the, the other interesting thing about mine, Chris, is that it was back then I was obsessed with Red 13 and rock and roll. That's where the Red Rock came from. Mm -hmm. um, not, not realizing that it sounded like something dirty if you say it fast enough. So I that that, that was an unfortunate oversight that most people online just call me Red. Um, there's a, I don't know if you have Red Rock Canyon Grills there in Wisconsin. It's uh, like a restaurant chain. No, no. Um, it, it's very weird because we have one in town, and I whenever we drive by it, I'm like, oh, what what's my name doing there? Oh yeah, and we ate at that place, and it really messed up my stomach, so they d did my name dirty in a way. Also, there's a huge kitty on stream. Yeah, but he's only working at like two frames a second, which is really annoying me. <sighs> Every hey, week, I, I, it's a different struggle with this darn camera. Funny, I know you have a standard issue cat, but there was a clone of him at the pet store. Oh. Yeah, he just had that kind of cute little scamper face. Oh. Did I just crash the stream? I don't know. I may have just crashed the stream. It's buffering. It's buffering. Device not available. Well, that ain't good. Hi. It's going to be edited out of the podcast. No, no, we're still live, I think. Okay. As soon as Tam confirms that we're still live, briefly. I only briefly took out the stream. Okay. <laughs> that camera is not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. Ugh. <clears throat> technology annoyed me also this week because I had to go to the Air Force Base to get my base pass renewed and their system was down and they're like come back later. The system is down. The system is down. So I come back later so I come back later and then it's like well they haven't filed your paperwork so we can't do anything anyway. I'm like I have wasted too much time trying to get this done. When's my mom's hands going to heal? So she can drive again. I think I fixed the camera. I fixed it live. Not that this helps any of you podcast listeners. Do we have podcast no. listeners? Do you listen to the podcast? I'm sure we do. Oh, the camera stopped working again. I hate this camera. Work, darn you. I don't even know if it's the camera's fault is the problem. But I did play stuff this week. Oh, yeah? I, um... Got my sort of spectral tiger mount from the trading post at, on playing WoW this week. I don't know if you messed with any of that. I did not. Is it good? Um, basically, you just kind of do stuff that you would normally do, and you fill up a bar, and you can get a cool mount. And the cool mount this time around is very much the uh, spectral tiger, only um, this one changes color depends depending on what time of the day it is. So during the daytime, it glows all red and fiery, and then at nighttime, it glows all blue and mystic-y. And it's like, yeah, okay, I would never need to pay $1,000 for the Spectral Tiger now that I have this, even though I wouldn't pay that much for a mount anyway. Um, I also bought me a pirate transmog set. and uh, How did you do all this already? They just give you currency. Oh. All right. Yeah, you get like a whole a whole bunch of currency from the get go, 
um, which let me buy buy some stuff. And then if you do stuff around the island, like do stuff in the little travel log, you get currency. And there's some sort amount. of elemental pet if you do a uh, Twitch drops. I need to do. I think. I know. I the Twitch drop this week was. Uh, oh, did the, I miss the, it the, entirely? Oh no. It was the goblin glider. No, the goblin weather kit. Oh, weather the thing. There game. you go. All yeah. Right. Because I didn't see any like trading card or like any pets or anything. Um, the pet I bought from the trading post was a, a ogre kid, which is very adorable. Let's see, open a second window, log into a Warcraft channel, and close the thing. All right, mute, mute the tab. Right, mute the tab. That's the secret. Mute, <laughs> mute site. There we go. Twitch is muted. Perfect. Because I had to, ch- I checked it before I went to bed. I was like, oh, the stream I had it watching ended at like 90%. So I had to go open another one. I love how it tells right. you, you're already making progress elsewhere. You can't make progress here. You can totally <laughs> just make progress there. It, it's lying to you. <laughs> it's like, what Oh, the I heck? didn't know that. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I'm learning uh, so much about current WoW from this. Yeah, so they've been giving away like trading card, old trading card stuff for Twitch drops by just like watching Twitch channels for a given length of time. Only if you meet the tab and just go away, you don't even have to really watch anything. (laughs) Which is really nice. I mean, you're welcome to watch stuff if it's interesting, but if you've got stuff to do, uh, yeah, just meet the tab, go do something else, or leave it on overnight like I did. You get free stuff um, people were very mad about this by the way because they're like well it diminishes the value of the trading card stuff and it's like yeah people haven't been available to get that stuff for like a decade no you can get it now. on ebay for lots of money yeah so uh come, come and then off you it. never redeem it because you want to resell it and now your investment is screwed because they just released it back in the game for free <laughs> that's what people are mad about if you're staking your investment on uh, trading cards and stuff, you might need to... I've learned everything in my life from children's trading card games. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, uh, it, I, I, it's a little bit of a derogatory term, but that's that's called the white trash stock market, where you put all of your stock into collectibles and beanie babies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Tried it briefly. Uh, the only time it actually worked was accidentally when I'm like, oh, look, I have a Charizard card. Yeah. Yay! I mean, I've bought video games like that where I picked up like a PSP game or something. And it's, oh, it's going for hundreds of dollars on eBay. Um, Anna and Chris are cashing in on that because they've been selling off a lot of stuff. Yep. But I don't think they staked their future on that. They just nope. was like, eh, we're downsizing. Yeah, we're just we're, we're just cleaning out the basement and finding things worth a lot more than we expected them to be. But um it doesn't compare to like actual job related compensation. So like Yeah. If I'm going to stake my future on something it's more going to be the stock options at a new job. <laughs> you know, something that's actually stable. Eh, relatively, but well, also I just mean, worth that... a lot more than a handful of expensive video games cuz like the most expensive game I had have is like worth a thousand dollars and that's one game like that's not gonna huh 1500 she says and it's like that's a lot but that's just one game most games are like 50 dollars <laughs> and we don't have that many 
is that most expensive one, Panzer Dragoon Saga? Oh, it sure is. Yeah, yeah. I got to hold that game once. No. I, I, don't know I bought it, was... it for 300 and felt like I'm such a dope for spending so much on this stupid game. It's not even that good, I bet. And now it's like, well, all right. <laughs> I made an okay investment decision. <laughs> I knew it would go yeah. up. I didn't know to do this. <laughs> when he thought about selling it, I wanted to buy it from him and I talked with my husband and he's like, you're going to spend $1,500 on a game that you should be running on your Steam Deck. (laughs) And it's like, you know, when you put it that way, it sounds like a bad idea. It is a bad idea, Kelly. (laughs) And and then I'm like, but but it's going to a good home where it'll be cherished and loved. And Vaughn's like, yeah, you're not spending that much money. (laughs) What are you going to do? Frame it and put it on the wall so Alice can (laughs) knock it over? That's true. I do have a very violent cat. She knocked over my she knocked over my signed picture of TV's Frank and Dr. Forrester. <laughs> oh no. Did you go to one of the Mads presentations? Yes. Nice. Yes. I, I asked them but the question I've always wanted to ask one of the cast, which is if you ever get in an elevator with Joe Don Baker, will you go Mitchell under your breath just loud enough so he can hear you? <laughs> and one of I think it was Frank you know, it was um, Trace Blue that was like, I don't think you could fit in an elevator with uh, Joe Don Baker. And Frank was like, well, I, th- I think he would probably beat our ass if we tried that. <laughs> <laughs> so now I need to go to a live riff track so that I can ask the other three that question. And and I've told Vaughn he needs to ask them how they came up with the uh, bit at the end of Werewolf. You know, the song. Um, who did where? I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, they 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 sing like this entire song at the end of the movie Werewolf. That's a just one big mashup. Oh, okay. Goes along with the beat. And I I just I I have to know how they came Uh, up with that. Oh yeah, that's one where they just keep looping into different songs. Yeah. (laughs) That's all. That's all, Kevin. Probably. All right. Um, I'm sorry, MST3K class. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of that ch- those channels lately, so I've I've been like opened up to this whole thing that my my peer group was into MST3K so hard from you know the late '90s to now, and I feel like I'm finally catching up on all these references that I've missed for so many years, mm-hmm. and it's great. But everything feels fresh to me, and this is all old dank memes that nobody cares about to everyone else except for Kelly, and that makes me so happy. <laughs> Kelly and Vaughn, because Vaughn loves them as C3K too. He can he can cite Manos word for word. I feel like I'm on the route. I'm on the way to that because I keep trying to memorize the differences between the riff tracks and MST3K riffs. And now I need to start learning the live one. Um, and it's top of mind because I think the the 30th anniversary of the first airing of Manos was either this week or oh. last week, and um, learned that it was just in a box of random VHS tapes that got sent to them that Frank watched because he was the one that screened everything. Oh, I'm so sorry for him. And the the, the movie essentially was lost media up until that point and because of the cult, got such a cult following because of MST3K. Yeah, but like director does stuff now, right? I'm not sure. Or at least I feel he's somewhat relevant as like, yeah, I'm the dude who made Manos. (laughs) feel like 
um, at the time, the only one that was still alive was uh, Debbie, the little girl. Oh, is it just the girl? Okay, so I'm, yeah. I'm just wrong. That's fine. And, and she embraced it, and she makes um, pet sweaters, or pet cloaks with uh, the Manos logo. And I know this because I have a friend who had a cat that she adopted from me that got one from the, the girl that played Debbie in Manos. So on her page, and she was apparently ecstatic about this because she never got orders for cat sweaters. So on the page, on her page was a picture of a cat that I used to own wearing a Manos sweater made by Debbie. Wow. That's my weird claim to fame. <laughs> how, how did we get on this? Oh, video, video game investments. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so, yeah, I, I probably could have made a lot of money off of some of the WoW trading cards back in the day, but I didn't. I scratched them because, of course, I did. I, I still have a couple of them on Scratch, but they were like the low-tier rewards, the, the ones that were extremely common. I Home only got one thing from WoW, and it wasn't even that great. It was uh, one of the mounts from the Burning Crusades uh, expansion. Oh, cool. Oh, I see that she's on Etsy now. I assume this is her, but yeah, um, probably in the reviews you will see the picture. If you see a picture of a black cat, I'm that's looking. probably Spike, who used to be my cat. Well, t- not really my cat. You fostered was, him, right? Yeah, I basically took care of him until I could get him adopted. But um. But yeah, the trading post is interesting. I will be curious if they ever actually add like buy currency to it. But right now, it's just all cosmetics. And I just want to just... transmog with the Manos hands now. <laughs> you, uh, I, a lot of people have been getting the uh, reward for the Spectral Tiger reward in like an hour, just doing stuff in the game. And there's a lot of stuff you can do during Love Is in the Air. Mm-hmm. This week, when it starts, um, so that that was my wow thing. I've uh, played more Fire Emblem Engage. I've been I playing lots to... of Fire Emblem Engage. What chapter are you on? Seventeen. Okay, I'm on chapter fourteen, and was very t- angry that I'm all my crap out. got taken. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I like, I was working on characters game. You took everything away. You'll get it all back, I bet. I don't have it all back yet. Okay, so I've got a ways to go. I think there's like 26 I need to. Chapters. Yeah, I need to play more of the chapters. Instead, I keep getting distracted trying to level up Anna. Yeah. So I've been doing lots of the training maps, which, by the way, even if you're on Classic, does not cause permadeath. Okay, good. Yeah, they don't tell you that in the game. You just have to find out. So you're min-maxing your wife? Yes, it, but <laughs> this is a child, so I can't say that in this game. That m- okay. feels creepy, because Anna, Anna is a child in the game, so it's not really my wife. Okay. Also, I, my wife doesn't have red hair, but also it's named Anna, and I say, Anna, I leveled you up. <laughs> so I guess I am. <laughs> and she says, thanks. <laughs> um, but... I don't know about you, but are some of the character designs in this game kind of turning you off a little bit? Because when I met the little mean? girl that was just wearing baubles all over her. It's oh, Chiquita like, Banana Lady! Yeah. 
I just wanted to say, you know, I, I like Outlander's character designs as much as the next person, but some of these are pretty ridiculous. I know ever since I saw her, I'm like, oh, yeah, Chiquita Banana Lady. <laughs> I can't wait till I get her. And then I got her. And I'm like, <laughs> she's not that good. <laughs> no, she's really not. What about uh, Lady with the giant dress that's basically nothing but a huge petticoat? Um, that, that looks like a Pokemon, right? It looks like the most impractical dress to ever wear into battle. Um, what Pokemon is that that does that? I think it's probably a, a Giga Gigantamax. I think it's Gigantamax Gardevoir. Gardevoir. Oh, no, not Gigantamax. Uh, Mega Evolved Gardevoir. Mega Evolved. All right. Mega Evolved. Um, I hope you have safe search on, by the way. Uh, I don't, but this is good enough. Yeah, that was... Okay. Yeah. Mega Gardevoir in the anime. There we go. Yeah, that's exactly that. what that dress looks like. Yep. <laughs> Good enough. I, I just like, lady, wear something practical in the battle. Oh, only way I, oh God. The uh, only way I can relate to some of the character designs is through playing Fire Emblem Heroes. I did draw one of the characters named Chloe, and... Seems okay, but when you're trying to show off the new game with the four best of designs, I could see them being a little off. I don't remember who Chloe is. She's the Pegasus uh, Rider. Oh yeah, she's not that bad. Badly designed. She, yeah, she her design is actually pretty tame. It's like a lot of the more main main characters are crazy. Yeah. But um. And it's not practical at all, but my uh, farm is just nothing but cats. I've been trying to adopt every cat in the game. So I've been going with dogs because they can bring back silver ore. Oh, dang it. Uh, yeah, I learned about that and I said, well, so darn it. So much for my plan of having just one of each rare animal. Now I have uh, all dogs. It's so boring, but I do uh, love me some silver ore. Yeah, dang it. Gay. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, the cats just bring fish, which is yeah. fine thematically, but not as useful as silver ore. I, m I might just have to have dogs for a little while, get a bunch of silver ore, and then switch back to cats, because the cats yeah. in this game are so cute. Especially, I just got a tortoise shell for the first time, and the tortoise shell is precious. So, um, I'm, I'm trying to get more through Fire Emblem, though it is very easy to get distracted just doing skirmish battles for muddy and fabulous prizes. Um, like I said, I'm only on Chapter 14 right now, so I'm a little bit halfway through the game, give or take. I don't know how exact, how long the chapters are exactly, but I'm... Yeah, people have said that this game has kind of had a weak story, but I've been into it. It's pretty anime. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going around to the nations and, you know, getting their rings. Though I, I did think it was funny when in the Sand Kingdom when they were like, oh, go check the doodad drawer for the ring. And the, <laughs> it's, the, the, it's the Infinity Stone scene from Loki. Yeah, from, from Loki. <laughs> and they're like, you keep your ring in a doodad drawer? Like, yeah, doesn't everybody? I, I, as somebody who has several drawers and cabinets like that, I just appreciated that. 
Um, and then the, the last thing I played this week was the theater rhythm demo. Oh, how was that? I could not put it down. Um, there's only 30 tracks in it, and I was trying to max out all of them. Um, you, so any character you get caps out at 30 in the demo, and um, there's only 30 songs, and I think your rhythm gets capped out at like 2,000 in it. So, so there's only so much you could play, put it that way. Um, but I, I, th- I think the the $99 version of the game is going to be a day one purchase because that's the version that pretty much comes with everything. The deluxe edition tracks, the season pass, which is going to have all the DLC and all of that fun stuff. And it's top of mind because we're doing a theater rhythm backtrack this week. So I, I didn't think the transition to um, button controls was going to, well, 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 let me back that up. So I played most of the DS version with button controls or with the, the, the stylus controls, right? So the transaction to, or the tra- I'm sorry, the transition to hand controls, it was kind of odd because on the, on the DS, you, you felt like you were a conductor and, you know, doing the buttons feels like a downgrade, but then I find myself doing a lot better with the buttons. Though on a lot of the harder tracks, and this has been pointed out by several people on Twitter, Squeenix thinks that you have three hands. <laughs> because there are several movements where you have to, like, press both thumbsticks in, in on each other or in a dir- certain direction. Well, then what's and the third steps, hand for? Yeah. Uh, see, I only tried one track that was not the basic difficulty, so I don't know. I'm, I'm well. You sure. said they said that they think you have three hands. So the thumbsticks is one and two. What's three? Well, no. Well, how do I explain it? That there might be like multiple button presses or something. Mm, okay, I'm not sure because you can pretty much you can hit any button to hit the regular beats, the red beats. So I still remember back when uh, Frequency came out in the PlayStation 2, like forever Mm -hmm. ago, Mm -hmm. used to play with the face buttons with my thumb. So square, Mm -hmm. triangle, and circle. And then when you get to the harder difficulties, you realize your thumb was a bottleneck. And I had to relearn how to play using the the shoulder buttons, L1, Mm -hmm. R1, and R2. And it's like, oh, with three manipulators, this is way better. I can scale much higher. Ha ha! I've leveled up! Um... I'm just wondering if there's a similar thing you need to do here in theater rhythm, but I I know that there is a mode where you can map different lanes to different hands. Yeah, but if like you have to do it manually, that doesn't sound like they intended it. So I don't know what's but, going on there. But there's also a simple mode that gets rid of the oh. analog stick. Buttons. Okay, and I think that's mm-hmm. an accessibility feature for people that have motion issues okay um because i enabled that it's like oh i'm doing so much better on all these tracks because i don't have to remap my brain to doing the analog sticks so i mean there's several different control options but bear in mind i am still doing them i've been playing all the back tracks on basic so i don't know how crazy some of those get without the analog controls um Question for you: Of uh, if you're playing the full game, is there any from the de- uh, tracks from the demo that you're like, okay, I'm done with this one? 
Um, so all of your progress carries over, and each each game has like a map that you go through, and it um it it stops you at a certain point in each map in the demo. So I assume that once you get the full game, you're going to be able to continue in those maps. Okay. Um, and each game also has, or so each game in this, or rather each map or track also has a quest associated with it. So it's like defeat defeat Reno in a boss fight, or do so much damage on this track, or what have you. And in the demo, I, I tried to do all the quests, but some of them are downright impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, like trying to get to a certain boss because the characters cap out at 30 so they're not doing enough damage to the enemies to basically get that far in the track if that makes any sense at all yeah basically doing the music to do damage to various monsters and depending on how high of level you are you will do damage to them faster to get through the song quicker to get to certain monsters since uh, I haven't really played the game myself, does it have uh, variants based off of, like, if you got close to it, like, is there a good, great, and, like, critical hit? Yeah, yeah, there's, okay. cr- critical hit, there's critical hits, there's abilities that you trigger, like, s- some characters are mage characters, so they trigger a lot of um, magic abilities, and for certain fights you want that, because obviously monsters, some monsters are weaker to magic, so you'll get through the ga- the tracks faster that way. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's other abilities that may make you stronger throughout the song so that you'll do more damage and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I, I think this this version of it is more focused on c- combat within the song than other ones. <laughs> it's so weird talking about combat in a rhythm game. Um, in the older or in the DS theater rhythm games, um, summons were also done at a fixed point during certain points in the track. And in this one, you fill up a meter and you can trigger a summon. So some of the summons are possible to trigger several times during a fight. And there's also kind of a gotcha mechanic with the summons in this version. So you get summons with different rarity that have better buffs than other summons like i've got knights of the round on on my characters right now because it gives a really good buff to magic damage Mm -hmm. um but that that summon takes longer to trigger than say phoenix which you can trigger several times during the song and uh not only does damage but heals your party so there's a lot of versatility with the summons in this version too do any of the summons uh, affect like what buttons you have to press at all? Like, no. okay, no. you're just filling up a meter. Okay, it's like if if you could have a summon and then it's like instead of having to hit all the buttons like using the analog like you were mentioning, if it was mm-hmm. just like hit A repeatedly and you you hit all of them. Yeah, no, it you just you fill up the meter. There are abilities to fill up the meter faster that you can equip, and okay. it's just a matter of filling up the meter and it triggering. Hmm. So I, I'm sure the full version is going to be have a little bit more depth in combat as your characters get past level 30. Um, it's just a matter of what your play style is. 
because because I, I, combat real i mean combat was a thing in the ds game but you could still kind of equip what characters you wanted and it didn't matter and this one it sounds like the if you want to complete a lot of the quests you're going to have to um experiment with different characters oh and and in the demo i want to say you unlock like so you unlock the final fantasy 7 characters final fantasy 2 13 15 and 5 so you've got like a nice little pool of characters to play around with in the demo. Did you see the uh, newly revealed characters? That was. Um, we have a news story about that, actually. Yeah. Um, the other funny thing is that I was when I was looking into the DLC, what was going to be released in the different um, packs that are going to come out for the season pass. There were some of them that were uh, mystery tracks. And I think those mystery tracks are going to be tracks from Final Fantasy 16. Hmm. I, I want to say that those that, that season pass or th- that DLC is going to come out after 16 has come out. So uh, Chris is showing the combat on the stream right now. Are you interested in this, Chris? Nah. Like, I love how many songs they put in these. And I wish they'd put out like a soundtrack that just has all the music um, mm-hmm. because it's like a bazillion songs. Um, but they also charge that tend to charge a lot for their DLCs. So I don't know. I mean, supposedly if you buy the hundred dollar edition of this game, you're going to get it all. Oh, OK. Um, that was one thing that did piss me off about the second uh, about Curtain Call was that not only were well, all the good songs, DLC songs, like um, the Advent Children version of One Winged Angel and a lot of the Chrono Trigger songs, I like those were um, individual tracks that you had to buy. Now, whether or not they were bundled together, I'm not sure, because um, I just wanted to buy the tracks that I liked. So it looks like if when you get the season pass and the deluxe edition, you're going to get everything. And it's like 500 tracks total. Does anyone else think like the actual artwork character stuff going on in the background is dumb, boring, dull, uninteresting? It's a, it's a little dull. So I, um, I'm fine with like the, the music note lanes and stuff though. Yeah. Now I'm starting to see what you're talking about with these stick pushes and I have yeah. no idea. Like I'm watching this thing. I still have no idea what buttons I would actually push on my switch for this. Like no clue. Or do you? Do you, do you is it touchscreen? Because uh, what? No, I I didn't. I don't think it's touchscreen. Okay. Um, but there's <sighs> a mode where you can have it the dot have the stick the stick pushes. Yeah, which it's... I turned on. I think it's called simple mode. So you're just worrying about button pushes and holding button oh, pushes. Oh, you know this really this nice. video I'm watching has the tutorial, so I'll watch it. Let's yeah. start playing with a simple beat. Uh, uh, hang on a second I need a drink of water but this comes out in two weeks it comes out on the 14th I want to say okay and yeah I just realized of course it's not going to have touch controls because there's a playstation version I don't think that would go over very well unless you use the slide pad to do the touch controls 
but I, you know, I, I pulled out the DS version anyway, because uh, we're doing a backtrack on it and I wanted to refresh my memory and I didn't want my most recent memories to be just of the one that's coming out that isn't backtrack qualifiable. And I tried to do the stylus controls for a little bit and I was really messing a bunch of stuff up. And I switched to button controls. And it's like, you know what? I, I thought I would hate this, but it's not that bad. So you actually can use whatever buttons you want for most things, other mm -hmm. than the stick triggers. And then, yeah, okay, cool. That's weird. I don't know if I like it being like any button, but yeah. I mean, it it's going to depend on how your brain is wired. I, I think um, it makes it harder to sight read because you see things coming down and you have to pick a button. It's like, no, no, I want to read what button it's supposed to be and then react instinctively. But whatever. I mean, I guess you could come I, up with a way to map that in your brain. I just ma map it yourself in a way, kind of. Yeah. It's like every time the yellow one comes by, you just hit an X. Yeah. Except the aren't the yellow ones? Uh... Oh, the yellows are the sticks, but yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. Sticks. Thing I meant oh. to say, orange. So the colors oh, are right. like, yeah, like is it a press? Is it a hold? Is it a stick flip? No, there's a hold that ends with stick flips too, which yeah. uh, whatever. It goes away in simple mode. Um, there, I there's also a color blind mode. Um, oh, good. Too, yeah, Anna would need for that. Anna. Yeah, yeah, Anna would definitely need that. Um, I'm I'm happy that they put a lot of accessibility in this version. So is this? I'm sorry. Is this PlayStation only? Did I? No, it's Switch. I played the Switch version. Okay. So this demo. demo's just on the PlayStation. Is it Xbox as well, or just those two? Um, I'm not sure about Xbox. No Xbox. No Xbox. I'm pro well, not probably, yet, anyway. I'm I'm gonna get the Switch version of the game too, so that I can play it in bed. Though <laughs> I was an I was annoying Vaughn um, because I, I tried to hook up my Bluetooth headset to it and it was working for a little while, but then the battery died. So I, I was like, I'm sorry, Vaughn, the battery died and I have to uh, at least play st still more fighting slash fight on slash the boss music from Final Fantasy VII because it's objectively the best song in the series. That's what I said to him. And he kind of gives me this look and later the next day I said, you gave me a look when I said that still more fighting is the best song. And it was like, yeah, because you're wrong. And I, I said, well, of course I, I said that to spark a debate. And we ended up listening to final fantasy music in the car and could both nice. came to the conclusion that uh, man with the machine guns objectively <laughs> the best song in the series. <laughs> it's like the techno battle theme it's great oh that's it's it's laguna's battle theme. or oh, do you that's... do the the orchestral version from final fantasy 8 fithos lusa vecos venusek the arranged album um that i'm not sure because it's, i don't know if this i didn't expect that to be good the first time i listened to it this must be 20 years ago. I'm like, this is going to be bad. And it's like, this is great. How did they translate a techno song to orchestra? Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I, um, I then listened to the Black Mages version, and that one was also oh, a That would also be, well, everything Black Mages does is a banger. And especially for you, being into metal. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> now I'm into the primals. They're, they're a great group, too. 
It's all Final Fantasy fourteen music. I I was very concerned that that there wasn't Final Fantasy ten two music in it, and it was like, no, there's there's going to be ten two. I don't know if there's going to be Advent Children. Um, I I mean in the in the game itself, you can see all the different tra- tracks that are going to be there. Um, and, and yeah, it's got a bunch of the songs from the original uh, games too. So I I can't wait for this to come out. <laughs> it's going to be a fun game. Uh, demos available now. Yep, demos okay. available now. And Go we'll, check it we'll out. Get more into some of the other stuff when we read the news. I uh, yeah. I played Fire Emblem. I'm not going to add to it um, because I've just I keep grinding so i need to push forward in the story i'm still having fun um i think the game is super stingy on resources yeah and i'll just leave it at that uh it's a big complaint um but you also don't need them to progress so maybe it shouldn't be a complaint but if you're if you have those completionist urges like me and you're playing on hard the it's so stingy and you can't grind on auto battles because the classic it's it it feels bad in a way but then you start letting it go and be like yeah i'm here for the challenge not the completionist and it's like okay and it's so well balanced that it's it's good like it's it's a good fire emblem i don't have to say are you playing online in what way um if you connect if you have online connectivity um you'll see those little sparkles on the ground yeah from- so i have those the problem kelly is most maps I can't spend time getting those things because it would uh, involve oh. overextending and then I getting see. someone killed. So yes, if you can manipulate and get those things on the ground, that's extra crap you can sell for money, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally a good strategy. Um, honestly, the best strategy for making money right now seems to be training maps, not okay. gold corrupted. You seem to get more and it's less risk to just grind training maps with online so you need to switch online and then you have those things on the map you can go pick up and if someone overextends and get killed it doesn't matter because it's a training map and when you're done you get bonus gold and you get experience okay so that, that's I'm where we're at that you, i'm glad you can't get killed on training maps. <laughs> yeah learning that was a big deal most people don't know that um and i sure didn't um because i didn't think to try it out um other place you can't die is the training tower the trial tower so if you die in the tri- like trial, trial tower, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't I like it either. I like the trial tower because it was it was too long. It is a heavy time investment for very little rewards. and But there are rewards that only come from the trial tower, but they come in such small qu- quantities that it's not even worth trying to get them because Mm-mm. they would be nice because they level up your, your special emblem weapons, but it takes so long. Um, are you checking the achievement board? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I, I hadn't been che- checking the achievement board, and then finally I check it, and it's like, holy crap, 10,000... Bond fragments, uh, yeah. <laughs> bond fragments. I Time to go roll this. some rings. Yep. So there's a way to manipulate your rings, by the way. If you go save on a, a point on the map that begins a new chapter, um, at that point... You can then go back to Somniel, roll a, a 10 ring draw, see if any of them are S's. If they aren't S's, go run around between the map and other things just to kind of advance the random counter. Uh, come back, save on the begin chapter point on the map, go do a 10 ring draw. As soon as you get some S's in there, 
what you can do then is reset your game, load the save game. Wherever the S was in that 10 pull, so if like the third ring was an S, you can just do three single ring draws and that third ring will still be an S. The slot is the same, by the way, if you choose to do those draws on a different ring. So if you you roll and you see an S, and the third one's an S, you can act, the person who it is is the same slot per ring, and the 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 you know that it was an S is the same per ring. So if the third character on Ephraim's ring is what you want, and uh, you rolled a ten slot on Ike's ring, and the third character came up for Ike, and you're like, that's the S. Oh, the third character is who I need over on Ephraim. Uh, then you can reload and do three dr- ring draws on Ephraim. Ephraim, 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 is that the name? Oh, whatever. And then that you'll get that S ring, and then you got it. And why do you care? Some S rings have skills built onto them. Very few, but the ones that do, they can be very, um, they can be cheesed. And by doing just those three draws, you spend 300 fragments rather than 1,000 fragments. So it's uh, the cheapest way to do rings, and it's super annoying, and I'm not doing it. (laughs) I don't want to deal with all that. (laughs) (laughs) How often do you get enough for the 1,000 fragments in the game? Uh, Plenty, yeah. uh, If you're grinding maps like I am, you're you're getting like almost 1,000 each map. So, okay. Are the maps at least varied? Like you were mentioning training maps and the trial tower, or is it every time you go to it, it's the same? If you go to the map on the world map, every time you go to that map, it's the same. But the way they do encounters on the world map is they're randomly spread around the world. So you won't usually get the same opportunity on the same map in a row. So, okay. Yeah. Trial Tower is uh, you actually get to choose which map area you want to be in, and then it'll do three random maps within that zone. So that's even more varied. So um, if really all you want to do is grind, like just do chess and you don't care about progression or anything, the Trial Tower becomes really nice because that's just that's what it does. It's there to serve you up maps to try out your strategies on. Oh, fool. But, like, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> I want progression. I want my characters getting stronger. I want level ups. Right. Right. Which brings me to my only complaint about Fire Emblem Engage. They changed the level up noises. <laughs> How dare they? I didn't they? notice. Yeah. Okay, so I, did, I said I wasn't going to add much on Fire Emblem, but I guess I did. <laughs> it's time to do... Uh, Ryan, what have you been playing? I'll... Uh... Mostly, uh, with little time I have had, I've been playing 8-Bit Adventures 2. I'm still not as far as I would like in it, but uh, very uh, colorful game. The combat is uh, interesting, but still on the, like, it's not as varied so far, but I'm still early game. They have added a few things that I very much appreciate that while maintaining it to be a modern game... Like for example, you can save everywhere, and the but there's still save points, and the save points just a way to refresh the enemies on screen, like in that dungeon, as well as give you hints about the uh, boss at the end of the dungeon, and it just chats with you. So save points still exists, and you'd expect it in a game like that, but mm-hmm. it actually still has a point rather than like why why can't you let me save everywhere? I'm like, well, we did. And we gave you the save point. Like, oh, cool. And it reminds you to save, too. Because, like, you go into that next room, something's going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That way you don't want people put yourself in a corner that you can't get out of either. Yeah. Because that's one of the risks of safe everywhere. Uh, they, uh, there was a early moment where it says make sure to save here, and it even gives a suggestion to make a new save like file, like don't overwrite, make it the only one. I was like, why would they do that? And then it was like, it automatically swaps you to another spot where it jumps you, or drops you into a boss battle. So I'm like, oh, it's kind of like the 8-bit adventure version to a, of a much easier WeGraph battle from Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> Good. Oh, well, do you have to yeah, run around that, the map screaming? Exactly. Oh gosh. That yeah. Battle. Uh, <laughs> the 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 fight before you take get all your stuff taken away and fire emblem kind of made it implied. You know, you really ought to make a backup save here. <laughs> it's like you're gonna have a few battles in a row here. You might want to plan for it. <laughs> yeah, no. just just put that out there. Uh, we're not going to come out and say it, but just we're coming out and saying do, it. Do with that knowledge whatever you feel that you should do with it. Just, you know, <laughs> panic a little. <laughs> Be concerned. I Put mean, I'm down, walk away. <laughs> I, I'm playing on, on easy mode, so I didn't have to worry about that too much, but I'm sure the people on classic mode were going to have a hard time. So, sorry, continue. <laughs> oh, uh... One of the other things that uh, I appreciate, especially when crafting a story, I know there's uh, a lot of discussion overall on the world-building aspects. So, like, in 8-Bit Adventure 2, the guy, there's a Captain of the Guard who's just known as Captain of the Guard. He's there for, like, so far anyway, about the first hour of the game, but they build his character up in a way to be like, I actually care about a Captain of the Guard. Mm. And I... Like ever since I first played the Trail series, it can be hard sometimes going to games where it's just like very minimal background information on anything, especially if it's a new world. It's like I want to know about all the characters and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, understandable. I know that modern games have kind of made talking to every NPC kind of useless, so it's nice to have that back. Yeah. And uh, there's this one area where you walk in and there's a treasure chest. And the way to get to the treasure chest is the place is supposed to be haunted. And this ghost does appear, but I'm trying to make the ghost actually appear in a way to like, can I attack it? Can I communicate with it? And it's been, I'm not sure if it's even possible, but I keep trying to get this ghost to appear and it hasn't yet. (laughs) I have a question for you. I did not play 8-Bit Adventures 1. Should I just jump into 2, or should I play 1 first? There, I did not actually play 1 either, and so far, it's like it tells you, like not beat by beat, but they reference it in a similar type of way as like Lufia to Lufia 2, mm. where if you uh, play 1... And then, uh, like, if you play the second one but don't haven't played the first one, they'll make references to what happened. Like, this is two years after the first game, and they just talk about, oh, we, we, went, we went and did this. We went and did that. So it's not necessary. Because I've been looking at both games, and it's like, I don't want to play one. I don't like the way yeah. it looks. <laughs> but two looks amazing, and I want to play it. <laughs> I've, I've been fine. It's uh, easy enough to follow uh, 
what they're referencing from the first game. That they go over it with enough information that I don't think anyone would uh, like. It doesn't harm the story for not playing the first one. Good, thank you. That's the, the uh, bit I needed. Yes, that, that <laughs> Apologies there, Tam. Uh, I am taking umbrage with the name Eight Bit Adventures because those uh, graphics clearly look sixteen bit. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I feel like they know that, though. <laughs> I I know. That I'm just being pedantic. I mean, it, it looks very good as pixel games because you you know how when you look at some pixel games and you can just tell yeah. they haven't nailed that old style. I, I've I've complained about this on the cast. <laughs> Chaos suggests maybe it's Eight Bit Adventures times two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks nice. Yeah, I, I I like the graphics in that game. I both of them are on my Steam wishlist. I just need to get them. Uh, Random interesting thing I had to get used to the first few times on the world map. There was no enemies, and then uh, like the fourth area I was in, they started spawn because the enemies in this are all visual. So you like when you you can walk around them, they follow you quite a bit though. So if you run off screen, they just keep following you. <laughs> But uh, like on the world map, I'm like, oh, maybe there's just no reason to really look around. And then I walk to an area and there's just the treasure chest the size of a – because treasure chests in a dungeon, size of your character kind of thing. But on the world map, the treasure chest the size of like the city. And you can walk around and find treasure chests on the world map. So it's like, oh, that was unexpected. So, Chris, on HowLongDebate.com, the first game is 12 hours long. Okay, so it might be worth playing just because it's short. Yeah, I mean, I I like short little bite-sized RPGs, and even though the graphics, the art style kind of looks like Mystic Quest, um, it still looks kind of fun. Cool. Or I I forgot. Did you have opinions on Mystic Quest? Um, it's got great music. <laughs> I played it as a kid. I enjoyed it then. I would go back to it now as a delightful little romp that has no weight whatsoever because it's so easy but its music is freaking rocking yeah see, see i have nostalgia for mystic quest because i did think it was a cute little game but it but probably it's, doesn't it's fisher price it. final fantasy there's no question <laughs> yep there's there's no denying that some of that dialogue is just very humorous to go back to because when i was a kid i'm like oh these are this is how characters talk and now go back and it's just anything and nobody talks like this <laughs> yeah and it's just like all right this is hilarious <laughs> and, and and nothing's funnier than being able to beat a final boss by hitting cure and it dies because not because it uh was weak to it but because it rolled over the damage counter i didn't know you could do that yeah that's cute it's a bug that is very well known <laughs> <laughs> i never hit that that's great I, I love bugs like that that just have strange effects there is an 8-bit adventures remastered edition oh sorry go ahead the visual degradation of the enemies in Mystic Quest is something I wish they did in more RPGs, and mm -hmm. especially like 16-bit mm -hmm. uh, Steam indie games and stuff. And like that would just be so so fun. Take so much time to make all those extra sprites. It would too. Yes. Well, Sorry, what were you saying, Kelly? Chris? It's been it's been zero minutes since somebody on our cats posted about their dead cat. Oh jeez. <laughs> 
lost my boy I... today. <laughs> Thanks, notifications. That's what I needed. That's the pickup I needed from Reddit right now. I am one of the many folk who left r slash cats because they were sick of all the lost my baby boy dying, today <laughs> dead and dying animals to the point where they had to make a button that is like everything minus morning. <laughs> they made a new so there's a new reddit where it's like cats alive and well. <laughs> We don't yeah. post about dead cats here. Like, we get you need a space to grieve, but unfortunately, people don't do this for people, but with pets, it, you realize how many things die each day if you have a place where everyone grieves. I mean, I, mean, I understand wanting to post among people that, you know, will we'll f- help you kind of feel better. And I, and I get that. And I'm glad that they put in the button that lets you not see that if you're having a day. What I have the issue with it was, well, and why I left r slash cats was because of the constant, uh, the, the constant. I, I found a sick cat. What do I do? Oh gosh, we'll go to the that vet. one. Go to the vet. Well, I can't go to the vet. And it got to a point where, like, I was almost thinking a lot of those posts were fake. Some of them are. Maybe all. Of, maybe many of them. Some of them apparently are from other countries where vet access is just not something you can get yeah and and that's the thing it's like people are yelling at the, the poor person to go to the vet that obviously either can't afford or doesn't have transportation to go to the vet mm-hmm. but it's just the, the, the whole thing is frustrating i i didn't like it so cats alive and well was the way to go yep. <laughs> no that's true it's it's true it's just yeah i'll i'll leave our cats eventually <laughs> <laughs> so 8-bit adventures 1 has a remastered edition it's 10 bucks on steam 8-bit adventures 2 is 18 bucks and um yeah i need to figure out if the i already own this in some other collection it's the problem with any indie game i have to go scour the internet to see do i already own this here or here or here or here <laughs> is it in my humble bundle is it in my <laughs> amazon games bundle is it in my <laughs> Who knows? Good old games account. Epic Games release it for free when I was still downloading them. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> All right. What do uh, we talk about now? Oh, is it time to go to feedback, Kelly? No. And yeah, I can. Oh, did something happen? Before that what happened? Point. Did Kelly have to walk away? She stepped away. <laughs> I missed it. I'm like, why is everything quiet? And I got a Skype beep because Kelly had to walk away. So I'll talk about the, I'll talk about the, um, you have a soundtrack thing to talk about? Uh, for one thing that I've been doing when I end up writing any review is I put on the soundtrack to get into the mindset of the game again. So it also helps, uh, generally, <laughs> keep every all the music in mind for me as well when thinking or discussing it and i'm just realizing some of the soundtracks uh lately like i did a monster on a rise recently so that's been stuck in my head of course and then just realizing poison control game i played a year and a half ago that wasn't all that great the soundtrack still pops into my head somehow nice sorry i had to step away for a second we're doing feedback yeah, it's feedback time. 
It's feedback time. Oh, wait, that's not a proper feedback. What is... Is that a feedback noise? Yeah, I don't think... It sounds a little like um, Kung Fu Enter the Fist. (laughs) But... (laughs) See, to me, it sounds like breaking your eardrums in half. Ah, okay. Um, Did you already say the question? The Uh, question was, what was the last video game soundtrack you fell in love with? And Ryan told us about how they listened to uh, uh, soundtracks while writing their reviews. Oh, cool. Um, From Gamer S... Is the gamer Esquire? We've had this. Before. I think I go with Esquire. Okay, gamer Esquire. Um, Yasunori Nishiki's score for Octopath Traveler is an all-time great, and from what I've heard to date, the soundtrack sequel looks like it's to be equally impressive. For those who may not have played yet, I will also highlight the Chained Echoes soundtrack. There's another old game on my list. That's not old. It came out just last year. Well, I meant old-style game. Ah. Um, my bad. Um, loved every minute with this game soundtrack. It was perfectly tailored. From Bobby Watson, uh, tough choice, but I'd say the one soundtrack I've been obsessed obsessed with recently is Loot River. Ooh. I haven't played the game, but I might give it a shot at some point just to listen to the music in context. Loot River. Have That's, we- we've covered I hope it, yeah. the game got better since launch, but uh, there were some interesting aspects to it it's basically a top-down souls like this is the probably... tetris souls like yeah it's the tetris one yeah tetris that... souls like yeah you have to move around platforms that you're on while fighting enemies um... <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like this looks interesting oh that does not sound interesting but... it, it was an okay game it, when it first came out it was it felt like an early access game that didn't go through early access so, but there were some updates. The uh, developers came out saying we're working hard on it, and there were like a lot of changes. I just haven't gone back to it to see how good those updates happen to be. Now, this says it takes four hours to beat, according to how long to beat. Is that true, or is that four if hours if really you're good, good at it? <laughs> it's ro- it's okay. a roguelike. Oh, it's a roguelike. Okay, and there's like five or six different. So it's areas. really four hundred so, hours until you get that four hour run, or. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Like, it's, it's not overly difficult, okay. but it took me, like, to make it to the end for the first time. It was probably about 15, 20 hours. Okay. All right. From Shaman, the soundtrack to Neo Ends With You has been my grocery shopping music for a year and a half now. Yeah, that soundtrack was pretty wild. <sighs> but the first game had good music, too. Um, from Yuna67... Or, I'm sorry, 67876. Um, for me, it's Porcenter 3 Portable. The overworld music for the female route got stuck in my head after I started it, and I'm lucky that the Portable soundtrack just got added to Spotify last week. Oh. I, I fell in love with the Persona music thanks to the uh, rhythm game. Dancing, Dancing all, all night. night. Yeah. Um, from Featherhoof, the soundtrack to the latest patch of Final Fantasy. 14. Every time they put out a new content patch, there's inevitably a new dungeon area and or boss theme that comes with it that is almost always bangers, and this latest one is no exception. I wonder if that's the Omega fight that they added. Yeah, the the fights are pretty wild. Um, I'm hoping that Theater Rhythm will have uh, Titan because oh, I think that nice. one was I real- love Titans, but it's, it's old at this point because, you know, 
ten year old game, right? Yeah. Um, oh, it's for- Rubicante. Okay, we got some picante sauce. Gonna show some leg. <laughs> Everything Rubicante is just great. <laughs> Big um, Final for- Fantasy Four fans. You mm-hmm. don't have me say anything wrong about. <laughs> Yo, oh, do you play Free Enterprise at all? Uh, not that much. Okay. Yes, you but try been, it though. That's I've been fine. Looking at it, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I know I could do this. It's I fun. just haven't done it yet. <laughs> Let's see. From Tracer Three, the last soundtrack for me was Persona Five Royal. I used to have it playing in my car all the time. I really enjoyed all the songs from that soundtrack. Yeah, another one that I got hooked on because of uh, the dancing game. And never see us coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great. Great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very 70s disco to me. A lot of the tracks on that. Uh, a and lot then... of five soundtracks is just like pretty standard club jazz music, which mm-hmm. I've then learned by just listening to standard club jazz music. I'm like, oh, so this isn't really anything special. It's just exposing me to a genre I wouldn't otherwise be exposed to. And now I'm into. So that's cool because it opens up so... more music, you know? So club jabs is jazz is very bouncy. No, so like not like the the battle themes, like a lot of like the world and like oh. location themes. Oh. See, there's a lot of music in that game that isn't like the high energy battle sounds. So, right. but that's like the songs you think of with Persona Five. Then if you listen oh, most of the soundtrack, there's a lot of just walking around and some piano going. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. I get. I get it. Uh, I just tend to. When it comes to game soundtracks, I tend to gravitate more towards the high energy stuff, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm yeah. a metalhead. Yeah. But what would I th- when I think of a song like Sleepless City Trino from um, Final Fantasy IX, that's the kind of slow tracks I like. So, yeah. But basically, I have weird taste in music. <laughs> and then for Mighty Tam, Persona 5 is a jam and a half. There's also the soundtrack for Final Fantasy XIV. So many good tracks. Ancient Egg Roll, Beef Soft Tacos, Final Fantasy XIV. I don't know what he's talking about. These are memes and that I don't understand. Um, But yeah, that's uh, Final Fantasy XIV songs. They are good. And I probably know the songs he's mentioning, but I don't know them by their meme names. (laughs) Tam, is that stuff like Sippy Cup? Because I'm wondering if that's what the song memes are supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He so says, the misheard lyrics. Yeah. All okay. Right. Yeah. That, there's that there's also sense. Lahi, which is not misheard. It's just a lady who screams Lahi a lot, and it's amazing. It's such a good song. Um. All right. So does Hatsune Miku do Hatsune Miku games count? Asked Tam. And uh, sure, why not? I mean, they're not RPGs, but okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so new question of the week. Uh another one that my husband kind of thought of and we were talking about a little bit um when we was getting into our, uh, what you've been playing. What is something in old older games that you miss? You know, usually it's kind of the other way around. It's like what's in older games do you wish was there, but this is stuff that you actually miss. Like, I, I was talking about how, because of sprite limitations, I miss sim- similar character, or simpler character designs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think... <laughs> Chaos says, I miss games having soul put into them. Like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's just depressing. Yeah. 
gosh, now I am now I'm depressed. No, I I think um, Derringer, Dillinger, Dalendar, Dalendar, sorry, Dalendar. I think Dalendar mentioned um, him. Imbus is talking to NPCs. Having NPCs give more dialogue than just the the one thing for, throughout the entire game is always nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, building the worlds, even within, because like, some of my favorite stories include things like from like Final Fantasy IV, still one of my favorite stories, and they don't do much. Like it was Super Nintendo, so there is they could have easily added and padded more dialogue in, but using more with less is also something. That doesn't seem to be the case. Like we have a uh, game comes out 15 hours long and it feels like all the stuff I've heard about Chained Echoes, for example, how amazing the gameplay, the story and everything. And then you have something like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is 90 hours long and no one can tell me anything about the game other than you go around and it's in Norse. Like, People like it, though. People have fun playing it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I love big, beautiful games like um, Xenoblade Three and uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. But there are times that I do miss uh, shorter, simpler games. So that that will be our question. What do you miss about old games? Okay. Or old RPGs? Okay. I didn't get a chance to write that down. Oh, okay. Okay, there you go. Perfect. Now we are ready for the news. Hey, hey, speaking of old games, uh, we're finally getting Rhapsody 2 and 3 in the United States. Wait, there was a Rhapsody 2 and 3? That's what I said. (laughs) But then I remembered, oh yeah, because Tam is the huge Rhapsody fan. I think he did mention that there was... Tam is screaming in the chat, Marl Kingdom, woo! Yes, there's 2 and 3. Okay. So Rhapsody Marl Kingdom Chronicles. <laughs> I knew about them from RPG Fan. How dare you go to the competition? How dare you, Tim? <laughs> um so it was NIS's thirtieth anniversary. Oh, they week. had a big event, right? So they they had a big event and they announced some stuff and this is what the, one of the things they announced. Um it was it was funny, my mom had to go to surgery on Monday, so I was like out of commission till like noon and then come out like wait, there's new Marl Kingdom games? Oh, these are the games we never got. I, I, I leave for twenty four hours and all of a sudden stuff gets announced. Um so yeah, it's it, it's gonna be in a bundle called Marl Kingdom Chronicles and it's coming west to the PlayStation five and Nintendo Switch in summer twenty twenty three. Um They'll also be released on PC separately. Um, you can only get the two games in the bundle on console. Um, they'll also be released physically and digitally. And the there's a limited physical edition, of course, on NAS's North American store for $90. Um, you get a physical copy of the game, the hardcover art book, Ballad of the Little Princess two-disc original soundtrack, Memories of Marl Kingdom two-disc original soundtrack. So, wow, they really going all out with the soundtracks in this collector's edition um three art cards two acrylic displays a cloth poster and a collector's box and if if i recall it doesn't marl kingdom have beautiful music in it and i know the first game was kind of a musical Uh, yeah yeah it is all music based so that makes sense that it should be good doesn't mean it is i might have to upgrade my pre-order to the this version to get the soundtracks yeah no you don't maybe it'll be on spotify 
maybe. What about I? I dump Spotify. What about YouTube Music? <laughs> I don't know. How would I know? I don't even know if it'll be on Spotify. I'm just saying you might so, have options. So, so you're lying to me. I I said maybe it'll be on Spotify. That's not a lie. <laughs> Eventually it'll be available somewhere. It just won't just be, be as easily digestible as the soundtrack. Are these full soundtracks? Because if so, that is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, with two, with two discs, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, All right. Because I what? just... I had just pre-ordered the deluxe edition on Amazon, which just comes with the art book and poster. So I don't know. I'll have to see. Because it does sound good. Can't think of too many times the soundtrack came out where they just have one song on loop for an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, so well, I, I bought a Secret of Mana arranged album that is one track. It's just like a 45-minute track. Hmm. So they're going... <laughs> Full uh, prog rock album. That's what it was. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it was, it's pretty good. But like, if you want to go to a, a specific point, you can't. <laughs> and then there's another soundtrack I had that did the dumb thing where you can rewind from the first track, and like, there's a bonus track there. This was a Final uh, Fantasy VII one, and like, you have to hold rewind on the CD player. Those are very hard to rip. <laughs> Like, it's very hard to get that ripped off the disc. <laughs> See, I was under the impression that you, when you did hidden tracks, you put them at the end. Yeah. Well, people said, what else can we do? <laughs> Let's put it at the beginning. <laughs> well, there's experience an experience that vinyl people just won't get. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we also got an announcement for uh, English Disguise 7. Okay, good. When's it coming? Um, it says in fall. Does when do I get the demo so I can start letting my Switch grind by itself? Um, does not say. Oh. Um, just that it's going to release as Disgaea 7, Vows of the Virtualist for PC, PS4, PS5, and Switch. Um, going to be released physically and digitally with a limited edition that I already pre-ordered. Um, the $99 one includes the game Hard hardcover art book, two disc soundtrack, steel book, um, Biobu art display, uh, you know me teacup, and a collector's box. There is also a version that's one hundred and fifty dollars, or I think uh, that's more expensive. That comes with plushes of the two characters. They've only released uh, teaser artwork for the plushes of the two characters. Yeah, I don't see a picture of the plushies. So, yeah, I'm I'm on the site right now oh they, they've also released the 30th anniversary uh swag with a uh, little laharo etna and fawn plushes neat and mini plump pretty plush i'm i'm tired of buying disgaea one merchandise like either make a good sequel and then reintroduce those characters in a good sequel or just move on and start focusing on other characters like no i i don't blame them it's uh I mean that's a popular, the most popular game. In yeah, the it's popular because they want them to make a good proper sequel with character development, but they don't want to do it. Well, that's the problem. They did make a sequel to Sky of One, and it felt like a uh, overpriced DLC pack that should have been DLC. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying, so, like, do it right. Yeah, I 
I wasn't a fan of D2, guys. It had a very sucky story. I got, yeah, this is why I haven't played D2. <laughs> Am I the only one that misses the way the whole Disgaea games look compared to 6 and 7? Well, 6 looked real bad on Switch. 7's a bit better looking. Here, 7 right? scales it up a bit, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel ya. I think they gotta get there, though, by trying it, because apparently they can only... They won't... <laughs> They won't let these guys like work on a, a new look for a while. They make them keep releasing games in the interim before they get good at them. <laughs> so I guess this is how we have to do it. Well, this mm-hmm. is as far as we got before the deadline hit. So enjoy. <laughs> Still doesn't Wait, look you... right. We know we'll get there. <laughs> are you talking about Disgaea or wow? Disgaea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, Kelly. <laughs> well, I heard you say wow in there and I, Wow. <laughs> I, my bad. You know, I, I, th- I thought Disgaea looked at its best when it um, hit Disgaea 4 and had the high-res sprites. Yeah. Um, those, those looked awesome. So, yeah. I, I, I'm excited for both of these. I don't know if you guys are. Um. So, for my, the Rhapsody games, how do I play Rhapsody 1 now? Um. Get the NIS Classics. Oh, it's in the classics. Okay. Yeah. It it um, looks so old. Most, it does. I mean, these these two games look kind of old too. Yeah, because they are. I um I wouldn't be surprised if they're just straight ports and yeah. don't have anything enhanced. Not going for a remaster, apparently. Yeah. What if you only have the Rhapsody DS version, though? I've heard that's not a bad version of that game. I, I mean, I have I don't, I've never played it. It was che- a cheaper way to get it than buying the PlayStation game at the time. Mm-hmm. So, interestingly enough, the PlayStation game got a re- uh, soft uh, reprint. Oh. Jumping in because Marvel Kingdom. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> the remaster version is based off of the PlayStation version. Uh, there is actually some improvements. They did added some, like, graphic t- um, options. They also had to make some licensing changes because it was no longer under Atlas, so the singing chests now say, like, NSA or something. I forget what it says, but it no longer sings Atlas USA when you open them. Aww. (laughs) But uh, they actually ported the PlayStation version, which still had the original tactical combat instead of the more just traditional RPG combat that was in the DS version. Okay. And it's on PC, says Tam. In the chat, yes, you can which get is it you on, on PC here. by itself and not as part of the bundle. Seventeen ninety nine right now on sale, or you can buy the NIS Classics Classics Collection Deluxe Edition for ninety one dollars, which includes all the classics. Okay, bye. Oh, that's actually on sale right now. Yeah, this is where I remember that that's not ninety one Canadian, and go, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Just do the Rhapsody for eighteen bucks, and that that looks decent, I guess. Um, oh, they they've chosen to turn scan lines on in these screenshots. Interesting. That th- there's also uh, your your Steam Deck in various ways too. If I recall correctly, most people didn't like Rhapsody. I think we got a lot of nostalgia here right now on the site. Like I remember at the time. The person who liked Rhapsody on the site got made fun of by everybody else for liking Rhapsody. 
I started it and I got distracted with uh, something else, so I never got very far. Um, though I've, I have wanted to play it because it uh, it, it ties into the Disgaea universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is before any of you guys are at the site. So. Yeah, <laughs> and this person has literally died since then, so it doesn't matter. It's it's a direct or. Lapusel Tactics is a direct sequel, which then Disgaea is a sequel to. So Lapusel is a sequel to Rhapsody, but not in the way that the Marl Kingdom ones are a sequel to Rhapsody. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. They they take place in the same universe. Also doesn't help that for a little bit, Marl Kingdom and Makai Kingdom were like, oh, are these? No, they're not related. Here, yeah, huh. okay. Here's my problem with the Disgaea games. I'll tell you my problem with the Disgaea games is they gave up on any sort of continuity. Mm-hmm. There is no world development progressing because it's all separate nether worlds and overlords and they're connected but not in a way that matters and we just don't care. And like, here, have these anime trope characters in this new story that might be well written or not. It depends which game it is. And all the characters are completely one dimensional. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, to which, yeah, because you actually meet Rosen Queen in Marl Kingdom, and that's why in Disgaea the shops are all called Rosen Queen. Is it still called the Rosen Queen store? I think so. Okay, yeah. So if you wonder where that came from, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, are, are we, right, we are should we move on. The, we should move on with seven. We, I am interested in seven just because there's still auto battling. It's different, so I'll have to figure out how it works in the new one once the demo comes out, and then I'll decide if I want to play the game. Okay, Boom. done with the, the NIS verse. Now to another huge series. Um, theater I, rhythm. I about, yeah, I already talked about this. There's a theater rhythm demo out now. Try, try it. It's got a lot of content for a demo. Yeah, and your progress carries over and. Um, it'll it'll probably determine whether you want the game or not. It certainly sold me on it. Um, they also released more screenshots showing the, the game's digital deluxe edition and DLC content. Uh, the base game alone features 385 Final Fantasy tracks. Jeez. There's 27 more exclusive to the digital deluxe edition, which they put a lot of the more popular ones. Uh, they locked them in the digital deluxe? Yeah. Like to to Zanarkin, um, eyes on me. Of course. Uh, and then ninety I, more in the season pass. Yeah, and the season pass is going to be other series games, oh, or other tangential okay. series like Saga, Live a Live, World Ends with You, Near. Um, and there was when I was looking at this, there's also que- question mark, which I think is going to be sixteen. Yeah, yeah, you said that. Don't quote me on that. That's just my. It's guess. a good chance, though. It's a pretty good chance. Makes sense. Um, so it's going to be like a total of 500 tracks for everything. And yeah, I appreciate that the, the DLC is going to be season pass instead of pick and choose, which I don't know. Some people might like that more. But this way you get everything. You know what I need to know is. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, all right, cool. Um, I was going to ask, is the Alexander song in here? And I think this screenshot is from it. So I'm good. Oh. <laughs> FF14's Alexander music is amazing. <laughs> Scions and Sinners. I, they're fighting Alexander on the screen, and Scions okay. and Sinners is one of the Final Fantasy arranged musics. So if it's not the Alexander song, it's the remix one from the dungeon that's kind of related, which is close enough for me. It's a long story. 
um, timey wimey multi-dimensional BS. Alexander, don't worry about it. Play Final Fantasy fourteen. Its story is great. Moving on. <laughs> and for the twelve people that might actually be interested in the theatrism, one of the playable characters announced. It was Tyro from Final Fantasy Record Keeper, and with the game shut down, that might be the only way to play as the hero from that. Oh now. no! They they finally shut down Record Keeper. Yeah, in North America, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I God, I had so many hours pushed. Put we had a story that. on this, Kelly. We talked about it. Oh, I I must have been out of not on the cast because I don't remember that story. Oh yeah. That that depresses me. It oh. was it was long running, but uh, yeah. Uh, at least uh at least monster hunter is still going for now um there's a fourth title update coming and it's gonna have the flagship monster of monster hunter world iceborne oh cool big old Vel- ice dragon Vel- Velcana. Velcana, yeah um freezes hunters forms ice pillars i should probably get back into rise the problem is that like phil started playing on the pc version and I have the PC version on Game Pass, but it doesn't come with Sunbreak, and I'd have to level up again from scratch, and oh my gosh, so much work. So, uh, what's going on with these weird Palico and... I don't know. I saw that screenshot. I have no idea. They have, like, these meme, like, weird icon... What are these folks? I, I think characters from the hunting guide, which is probably a YouTube series. Yeah, it might be Japanese only though, which might be why we're not familiar with it. Um, I'd have to look it up. It is possible that I just have totally missed a good meme series for Monster Hunter, in which case I feel bad. I better get on that. I. Yeah. It is a Japanese thing. Okay. So, Pupper and Kitty. Which probably means, with this DLC, someone will go and, like, subtitle all that stuff, and we'll probably get access to it on YouTube. That that will actually be very funny. Yeah. I would love to see that. So, yeah, free, free title update with new paid DLC with weird versions of the characters. What pun? What's, what's the pun about it? Yeah, what about it? Yeah. It's a it's a dog name, Pupper. Like P U P P E R. We got the pun. It just is dumb. <laughs> Kelly, Anna's <laughs> yelling at me from the other room about. Oh, I can't believe you didn't get the pun. Like, I got it. It's just, <laughs> it's not much worth getting. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny. Um, so uh, the VR game Horizon Goal, the Mountain Protagonist, or. Horizon Call of the Mountain. We've got a story about the protagonist. Is this a new game? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an exclusive. VR spinoff. Yeah, VR spinoff to the Horizon series for PlayStation VR 2, which apparently they're cutting back on because sales or pre-orders on it aren't as high as they've hoped. They're cutting back on the project in what way? They're not going to make as many of them? Uh, yeah, they're not going to make as many of them. Okay, cool. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, yep. It's like, well, are you guys surprised? Since and then when it's good, compatible? here's the thing. Now when it's good, we're all going to complain to them, why didn't you make more? And then they're going to say, because you didn't pre-order them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no winning. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the the company's like we have one way to tell it's to pre-order and the consumers are like yeah but pre-orders are anti-consumer we refuse to pre-order but also make sure you have enough to meet demand and then the company's like how are we supposed to know demand I am remembering when I went to go pick up Fire Emblem Awakening, and they they were like, "Well, did you pre-order?" And no. Like, no. And I, I'm like, well, that, like, well, no. you you, you should have pre-ordered." And I have never wanted to punch a GameStop employee more. Yeah, the GameStop situation is different than Sony. Well, making... well I know the GameStop situation is different, but it was like, how did I? How was I supposed to know that that game was going to have a low print run? Yeah back then and it literally just can't come out that week anyway um so the new protagonist rias um you will control when the game launches rias is part of the karja sundom tribe who were responsible for the red raids um i've never played horizon so i'm speaking what sounds like gibberish right now um yeah well it doesn't matter there's story details it's vr it's you can read it on the site if you want them. The game yeah. launches February 22nd. Yay. Right. What's up with Tenebris? Um, Terra, Tenebris Terra Incognita announced. This is a sci-fi turn-based tactical RPG. Um, it will give access players access to 23 different character classes and take them across three distinct biomes. Um, and you'll have main and side story assignments. This, this game is supposed to be like XCOM, Disciples, and Heroes of Might and Magic. Cool. I, I pulled up the YouTube video, and it looked pretty boring to me. <laughs> like, those not? are good good influences, but not if it's boring. Yeah. Um, Gene Forge 2 Infestation is beginning a Kickstarter campaign next week. Um, this is from Spiderweb Software, who is just a little indie developer that's been around for like since the 90s, I want to say. And what? Since the 90s, for sure. I played uh, Exile, was one of the first CRPGs I played when I was like 10 years old, 1996, shareware game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this and is the a remake. graphics have not progressed since. <laughs> Oh, they they are a tiny company. Yeah. Um, th- this is a remake of, of Gene Forge 2. Um, we don't have the original release date for that, but I'm sure it's pretty old. And it's going to have new new visuals, a new melee and missile system, and more combat. And oh, I should pl- to- try and play this. I've been looking for a game where like you do scat, uh, scat, where you do stat point allocations, and the stat points mm-hmm. matter. And like, look at this screenshot. It's just all stat point allocation. I'm like, oh, I should give this a go. See if I like it. But- I, I forgot the head of the company. Oh, Jeff Vogel. Yeah. Wait, that just that's just Jeff Vogel, indie game writer. Cool. Um, but there, there's a very interesting uh, GDC talk from the head of Spiderweb Software, and he talks about how these this. His series has had a little a cult following, and the games make just enough money to be able to make sequels. So that's probably why they're kickstarting this. And the, the video we have on the site explains why they're asking for money. So, um, I I just think that they're a neat little indie company, though I've never tried any of their games. Uh, people are but pretty positive about spiderweb stuff in general. So yeah, yeah. So 
you can check that out. We have got a pre-launch game overview for Atomic Heart. What was Atomic Heart about? It's going to release on uh, February 21st, and I guess you're an intelligence service agent trying to um, investigate the market. Uh, this has slightly higher plant. quality graphics since uh, versus the previous game we talked about. Yeah. I have not heard of this game. It looks like a Deus Ex clone. I don't know what's going on, but there's robot societies and people and Bioshocky type looking cinematic. Is this a? I want. You want what? I was gonna say I want to say that uh, some of the, like, if not the publisher, the developer might be uh, Chernobyl Light game. Like it's uh, there's a couple of games I can think of with the same general vibe of this, but this one did seem to come more out of nowhere than some of the other ones. So it says the premise is it's 1955 alternate Soviet Union where a collective of assistant robots connected to a giant neural network conduct most manual labor. Yeah, I'm sure nothing will go wrong there. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And Chaos in Chat is saying it could be an immersive sim. It looks and sounds very immersive simmy. Is this an RPG, though? They say it's an action RPG. All right. Yeah. Cool. We'll find out. Oh, you get a power glove. See? There you go. Oh, cool. Time to bust out the power glove. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks like a It's out later this plug. month. February 21st, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X and S. Um, we've got Cthulhu Mythos ADV, uh, Lunatic Whispers, an English release announced. ADV, um, this, that stands for Audio I Drama Voiced? Or? I don't know. This is a... Um, a, a mix of adventure visual novel and tabletop RPG mechanics. It was originally released for Steam in Japanese and is now coming out in English this month. Um, you wake up in a hospital with two companions. You have no knowledge of how you guys got there and you're searching for answers. Who, who makes this? Is this Chunsoft? No, Gotcha Gotcha Games. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, which is part of Katakawa. All right. Neato. So... This is a visual novel, which means I'm going to make lots of bad choices and get bad endings until I figure out the right path to to marry my waifu. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, it does mention dice rolls are used for many of the actions, so you oh, might no. have to roll to do that, too. Oh, no. Oh, you have the option to freely re-roll. What? Oh, for your stats. Okay, sorry. Um, For the actions, though, who knows? Okay, cool. Um, we've also got so so I think this was all the news. Now we're getting into the briefs or new release dates. Alrighty. Um, Souls Souls of Kronos is releasing in February. On, on February Valentine's 14th. Day. On Valentine's Day. Um you're set teen, set fifteen years after an apocalyptic event and you're your main character is a Kronos who has powers over time. Okay. And it looks kinda classic RPG. Yeah. Ish. We don't get a lot of battle system in these screenshots, but stay tuned to reviews. I, it might get a... Oh, here's a trailer. Yeah, in the trailer, it had uh, it looked more action RPG. But believe it or not, the oh. game itself actually reminds me of Shining Tears. Yeah, this is very action. This is very loose, run around, spam skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, this, I, this might be an acquired taste. <laughs> I, I put it on my wish list. It looks interesting. The character and setting is anime as heck, though. <laughs> yeah. It's coming out for PC, PS5, and Switch. 
what were you about to say? Uh, the uh, visuals for the combat, for some reason, remind me of uh, Mystery Dungeon and like just the dungeon crawler, even though I don't think the game itself is a dungeon crawler. Yeah, I see what you're coming from, though. It's got that mm-hmm. kind of isometric dungeon crawler chibi view. Yeah. Yep. Uh-oh. Um, Here's a looping game. I wonder if Anna will be playing this on uh, Sussy Sundays. Um, Whoop 8 Summer of the Gods has been pushed to June. Oh, well, not anytime we talk- soon, then. <laughs> we talked about this one. It's about... Uh, it's a modern RPG about a kids trying to defeat a bunch of demonic creatures um, being uh, released by Marvelous and Exceed. So it's now going to release in June 2023 um, for, for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It does look like an inter- interesting game. I, all I'm seeing is like visual novel tropes all over the place. I'm not seeing any RPG anything. Also, there's a fox girl because, of course, there is. <laughs> See, the gameplay to me is reminding me of uh, Persona. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's just relationship stuff. Yeah. Visual novel Persona is what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the RPG? I don't know. (laughs) Where's the RPG? They show them with weapons in this picture, but like it didn't come up anywhere in the trailer we saw. (laughs) All right. Cool. Uh Uh, Nini's special power allows him to reset the world, letting him and his allies relive their summer until they do it. Okay, so definitely an Anna game. (laughs) Hey, hey, this just said Vaughn brought me Firehouse. Hey, you got subs. I got subs. Thank you, BB. What's Sanctuary Saga? This looks like Chrono Trigger. This is kind of a classic 16-bit party-based RPG that's going to release for Steam with a demo planned um, during Steam Next Fest from the 6th to the 13th. Um, And you're taking your party through four different biomes, defeating monsters, and dealing with threats. Okay. Go check it out (laughs) during the demo fest. Ah, Bark's root beer. So tasty. (laughs) Tam says, oh look, sprites that I've seen in four other games. (laughs) I do. do appreciate the developer for that one. It's called Boomer's Workshop. <laughs> I love it. So it's old, old people griping about games. But back in my day, we had to roll our own stats. We didn't have quest logs. We had to write quests down. Oh, that's getting a little too real. Um, <laughs> Arcadia, Arcadia Falling is arriving on PS4 and PS5 in February. This is a visual novel RPG set in the fantasy world oh where you control an apprentice alchemist. What are these visual novels everywhere? Oh, this one looks cool, though. All right. I'm okay with it. Um, We have a review of the PC version of this from who reviewed this. I think it was Alex. Yeah, Alex reviewed yeah. this, so... Um, if you're curious about the console versions, then you can read Alex's review. That is all the new release dates. What is coming out, Chris? Arcadia Fallen is coming out. <laughs> and then also Mercenaries Lament, Silver Wolf, and the Seven Stars of the Maiden. But that's only in, like, Japan. So that's not really here. Uh, Yeah, so just Arcadia Fallen is all we got coming out this week. Other than... Very- one game that we aren't covering on the site, but I'll tell you about it for completion. This uh, Hogwarts Legacy is this week, so that's why nothing else is coming out, probably. Yeah, everybody's wanting to get away from that. Get away from the Hogwarts. <laughs> you know, just for different reasons. 
Um, you know, my main issue with Hogwarts Legacy isn't the main controversy with J.K. Rowling. It's that she famously said that she didn't like video games, but is sure happy to take all this video yeah, game of money. She is, yeah. Don't well, you think that's a little hypocritical? Of course it is, but you know, um, she changed her mind once she saw what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? So, For all we know, she saw this game, said, "Oh, this is good." But also, who cares what she thinks? So, moving on. <laughs> well, if you if you do pick up Hogwarts Legacy, uh, play a non-binary person, just a spider. Oh, can you do that? I think you can. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> this is the ultimate revenge. <laughs> also, pick it up used. Um, Say what? I said pick up Hogwarts Legacy used. Used. Right. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, wait a year. It'll be, what, 20 bucks? Oh, you guys remember when there were used game passes? <laughs> like where you had to I... buy, buy the little $10 thing to activate content in the game if you bought it used? Oh! Yeah, they they tried that for yeah. a while. That was like for <laughs> multiplayer, and uh-huh. it didn't. That it didn't, didn't go, go well. well. No. <laughs> um, we do have an early access story. Uh, Hellcard is coming to Steam early access this month, specifically on February sixteenth, and it is a roguelike deck builder where you're in papercraft dungeons. So all the characters look like paper dolls, which is actually kind of neat. Um, yeah, this game looks kind of cool. I might, I might check it out. Very roguelike. Seen... Look at that. Yep. Yeah, the person died. So is this everything swarms you in the center of the screen? Interesting. So is it? Is it? I'm sorry. Did you say it's like kind of a horde mode? It I looks think like so. It. Yeah. It, it looks like it. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's on early access uh, the week after next. So yeah, all right. You know, it, it's interesting. I used to not like card-based RPGs, but with all of them coming out lately, I should probably try some. Yeah. Like I, I know I've got Slay the Spire on PSN, and you said that that one was good. It's good. It took me a while to get into it. Like I played it the first time and said this isn't for me, and then I went back to it and said, oh, I guess I can get into this. And then I started getting good at it. And it's like, oh, oh, I okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then I stopped getting good at it, and I can't really finish it. <laughs> so, on two different ends of the spectrum for uh, card-based games, I really like Tainted Grail Conquest, and oh boy. technically, I was a teenage exocolonist. Is card-based for its what it considers its skill check system. There, I have to look that up. <laughs> wow, that's indie. <laughs> I was a teenage exocologist. So that that is all of our news and reviews. Now we've got editorials, and it's time, baby. RPG RP Gamer Game of the Year 2022. The, going clickbait. The the Game of the Year for RP Gamer may surprise you. It is not. It will not surprise you if you've paid attention. Uh, It'll I, still make everyone mad, though. <laughs> Somehow they don't oh, come to expect oh, this gonna, from us. <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to piss a lot of people off, but I, I am actually legit surprised at, at this one. It's um, Xeno Gears. Xeno Gears won instead yeah. of Elden Ring. Elden Ring was close, but Xeno Gears won because it's RP Gamer and we like JRPGs here. 
So deal well, with technically, it. Elden Ring is a JRPG, Chris. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Also, why are we whispering? Who are we hiding this from? We're hiding it from everybody. <laughs> so, so Xenoblade 3, game of the year. I mean, I had a hard time picking between Elden Ring and Xenoblade 3. I didn't. They both- uh, <laughs> uh, they're both great games. I just, I think Elden Ring is a better game, better experience. Uh, oh, I cannot pick, to be honest. That's and fine. It's because no. they're both very different experiences. You know, Xenoblade was more about the characters and the story, and Elden Ring was more about the exploration and combat. Both of them I put 100 hours into and was depressed when I finished. So, to me, it would have been a tie. Um, I think Xenoblade won just because we've got more anime fans on staff that kind of like that style of game better. Yeah, like. It's a very popular series on staff, so like, yes. it was gonna be an uphill battle for Elden Ring. Yes, um, and if you don't like that, I'm sorry. Our, our opinions are our own. It's fine. Like, uh, it got number two. It's fine. <laughs> look, like, don't you worry about know it. What, we both organized the good. <laughs> you you want to know what I'm happiest got mentioned? What? And I wrote the board for this, so I'm biased. I'm happy that. Stray got best on RPG. Yay! <laughs> and I stated the obvious in our blurb. It cats. is an understatement to say that many of the staff at RP Gamer love cats. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people think that Stray shouldn't have been considered an indie game because of how much backing it got from Sony and them. And I, I, I say, screw you, it's an excellent game. That, that doesn't really address the claim, Kelly. No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but all right, fair enough. I, well, from what I was hearing, uh, a lot of people thought Tunic should have gotten our indie game of the oh, year for the yeah. game awards. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't played Tunic, so I don't know. Is it is it good? I haven't played it. I've heard but, it's fantastic. It looked okay. Uh, good. But, but who cares, kitties? <laughs> who cares, cats? <laughs> I, I see the editor also took out the part where I said that I cried for a half hour when I finished the game. Aw. Spoilers. Oh, well. I, I guess That's why we they took it out, I bet. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have editorialized, or bah, can't talk, editorialized, but it's true. I did cry for a half hour after I finished that. Um, as for the rest of the awards, you're going to have to redo the article yourself. Fair enough. Um, a, a lot of them I was surprised by. A lot of them I wasn't surprised by. I was surprised by the biggest surprise. Which was? Vampire Survivors. Ah, yes it is. Place. That earned that oh. earned it. Um, second place was Stranger of Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That... I, I mean, this game this wasn't terrible. Game, I, what? <laughs> when, when I played that last February, I was like, this is going to win biggest surprise this year. Because mm. I, I would have bet money that this game would have been awful, and it wasn't. But then Vampire Survivors ca- came out, practically destroyed my life for a week. And like, yeah. Yeah, uh, Vampire Survivors, and, like, it probably should have got, like, most original, but I think we dropped that as a... Ta- as a... No. Oh, we didn't? We didn't. 
it's still there. Uh, I was a Tiny Age Exo colonist. That was a great segue into talking about this. Got second place at most original. Oh, and number one was Citizen Sleeper. Yeah. Oh, that is okay. That is a different style. So basically, all the visual novel games won. Oh, no, and Weird West, which is not really a visual novel game. So okay, cool. Fair enough. So, so yeah. Um, what are we doing our game of the year podcast, Chris? It's February. I think it's too late to do it now. Anna mentioned it on the staff channel. Oh, so. no. If Anna's organizing it, we're doing it as soon as she tells me we're doing it. If she's not organizing it, expect it to not happen. <laughs> I'm just so... It's so... I don't want to. I don't want well, to do we, the work for that anymore. <laughs> we will make a concentrated effort, but we cannot guarantee... If so, it'll be like some weeks soon. If this is going to happen, it's probably in the next couple of weeks, right? So, yeah. Maybe. Because if we do it in March, that's just silly. We shouldn't See, even be I doing was... it in February. It should be in January. Thought... <laughs> well, the reason why we wait a little bit and the reason why we wait for the article, too, is because a lot of people get these get games for Christmas and are trying to finish them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a little hard to do, um, especially if you have limited time. Like, I, I put all of my Christmas game time into uh, Dragon Quest Treasures and Sonic Frontiers, and I haven't touched uh, uh, Fire Emblem Hero or Warriors, which is what I really wanted to play. So, anyway, that that's our editorials. That's the show. I, I've got a sandwich waiting for me, and I'm mm. very hungry. Because all I've had to eat all day is a Pop-Tart. Pop-Tarts uh, are great, though. Yeah, the, the Eggo Pop-Tarts are amazing. Kelly, I got Dunkin' Donuts. Ah, oh, man, Vaughn was by a Krispy Kreme. I should have had him get bring me Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm. Even though Dunkin' is superior, don't at me. Ooh, uh, what was the best re-release of this year? Oh, Tactics Ogre Reborn. Okay, that makes sense. That, yeah, yeah, that, that tracks. tracks. Yeah. Then Thirteen Sentinels and P Five Royal are the other two re-releases that are big. So that makes sense too. See, um, it's funny we can't count Live Live because technically that came out for the first time, even though most of us have had access to it for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. But sp- speaking of Live Live, our question of the week what is something in older games that you miss? Um, it, it could be anything. I mean, even quest logs or being able to draw your own map. I, I like I said, I personally miss some simpler character designs and sprites. Yep. Chris, what do you miss? Oh, um, oh, I was thinking about this this week. It, it like stat points mattering. Yeah, that too. Like it, picking them, allocating them, making a build. Um, we've moved away from that in gaming in general. There's a few games that that still do it, but I tend not to like them. And like the games where I think I would like them, that just we don't do that. And I think. Um, ultimately Anna explained to me like, yeah, Chris, we moved away from it cause it sucks and it doesn't work out well most times. And I don't think she's wrong, but I'm watching. So, okay, here's what I've been doing this week. I've been watching anime guys. I've been watching anime and, and we're watching this game, this anime in, that's, um, about a girl in a video game where she maxes out her defense stat and the weird, weird adventures she goes on, um, after maxing her defense stat. Um, and it's a really good anime. Um, but whenever I watch shows like this, it makes me want to play a game where I can do crazy builds like that. And you can't in most games, except um, 
Path of Exile, I guess, except if you do it wrong, it's no good. <laughs> See, I thought stats mattered in uh, Souls games. They do. Yes, you're right. They do. And I had fun messing with my stats in the Souls games. You're right. Um, I want one with like a more of a living world. Like, a, I, I want these animes to happen. Like, I want the MMOs in these animes to be real, and they're not. And their fantasy, and that sucks. And I think it just bugs me because, like, I'm a gamer. I should be able to play games like this. And it's like, not only do these games not exist, the games that do exist to moved away from these tropes years ago. <laughs> um, I have another one, and I was gonna say it, but I'm gonna wait because I want to see if anybody else says this one next week. Okay. And I'll just leave it at that. I um, found so a. a... Oh God. I found a hole on YouTube and I fell into it, Kelly. My YouTube recommendations are all full of anime summaries. <laughs> They're the two types of videos. One is some weird title that explains kind of the main plot of the anime. And then it goes through summarizing the entirety of the anime. So like I, I watched, I quote unquote, watched the entirety of So I'm a Spider, So What? Um, by watching summaries of it now i feel bad because it turns out this would be like one of the animes i actually wanted to watch except now i've had the whole spoil story spoiler for me out of summaries um but now like i just keep getting weird anime summaries i found this weird depressing one with a kid who was trained as a child soldier and oh and all, everything went bad for him and then he has to pull his life together and oh, oh it was weird but it had an okay ending and then the other genre of videos I'm getting is um, um, the 10 best animes where the main character is overpowered. Because <laughs> I was looking, I literally put in the YouTube at one point, like, show me all the games where main character is levels up. And it's like, okay, cool. Here's all these video summaries of this. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's how I found the one with the defense. And um, yeah. And I, I found out that I'm probably okay with some isekai animes, which... I hadn't had any experience with it, and I expected to hate it just because of the backlash everyone's giving because everything's an isekai. Um, but, you know, I found a few that are okay. Um, but the ones I'm watching, they're not even isekais. They're just people in MMOs, which is cool, too. So Yeah, Vaughn and I have er, watched uh, Quest of the Shield Hero. Oh, yeah, that's on the list that I've been oh. reading. reading. Oh. <laughs> which... Is very funny, but also has very dark moments too. Because mm -hmm. um, I was like, "Oh, this is a kid in a video game. This is awesome." And Vaughn's like, "Yeah, it gets pretty dark," and then it did, and I'm like, "Whoa!" See, I want the animes that are like lit RPGs where stats pop up and people assign points, and there's very few where they hold it to that trope the whole time through. And like the spider one was one of them, so I'm kind of sad that I burned it by reading the summary, but. Yeah. Tam says, you need to talk to me. And it's like, yep, I do need to talk to you. Yes, Goblin Slayer. I know Goblin Slayer. I thought that one was, was a little different, um, but I guess so. I should look at Goblin Slayer. I tend to like the ones that are uh, a bit uh, com more comedic than mm -hmm. playing it straight. So Konosuba would be one of my favorites. And even though it's not actually the anime sao abridged is so much better than uh, sword art Online. i was gonna watch the first eight episodes of sword art online because it you know that's like the M the the first mmo arc right so i figured that would be okay but yeah I, if, I if a bridge does actually a better job then i should just do that 
No, I, I should watch that abridged because, yeah, I, I tried to get into sort. Sword, Sword Art Online, Online, everyone says, like, uh, uh, it started good, and then... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I watched one episode, and, like, so we're doing Dot .hack again? Yes. Oh, I guess we're doing Dot .hack Yeah, we're doing again. .hack again, and it's fine, and then they move on to another arc, and it's like, well, this is different, uh, some people are okay with it, and then it just keeps going, and everyone seems to say, don't know. But yeah. it, that the show keeps going somehow. <laughs> Anyway, there's our anime recommendations. Um, if you want to leave feedback on our show, just go to our site, rpgamer.com. Go on podcasts. There's a list of podcasts. Uh, click on RP, RPG cast and leave your, go, go to the show thread. And that's where you leave your feedback for the question of the week. I mean, I don't know. You could leave it on Q&A quest and make wheels very confused. You should probably leave it on our show, though. Yeah. 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 Um. So that's where you can get your feedback. I think that's the end of the show. Yep. I want to eat my sandwich. I'm All so right. hungry. <laughs> and then uh, I look forward to your comments about anime that are isekai for no reason other than to be able to say that they're isekai. Like, that's the big complaint. There's isekais where people come from another world and it's not referenced or used again ever in the entirety of the anime. <laughs> Which just makes me laugh. Uh, why are we talking about anime because we're out of rpg topics we'll see you next week thanks everybody till then bye bye bye